Hello, hello, hello. Oh, whoa, whoa snap. Can you hear me? Yep. Let's we're go. We're on air. Oh, sorry, my headphones were plugged in. <laughs> Typical blunder. Welcome in to another weekly episode of Goodbye More Sports. The good, the bad, and the more. The more. Sports. Sports. Right. We're just getting situated here. Every week we come in 10 minutes. We came in 20 minutes early, and it's just never enough time, you know? I always feel like I'm getting myself mentally ready. I'm always getting amped up, but you know, when the show starts, it's always magical. There's always a hint of magic in the air, and I feel my toes are tingling. My butts are clenched. I'm just, ooh, so ready to go. You can never be too ready for some good, bad, more sports. Another great episode this week. We've got uh, a lot in store. Lot, lots happened in the NFL. Uh, one of the biggest injuries so far when it comes to fantasy football yeah, has no happened. Um, we'll go over all of that. We'll have an injury segment a bit later. We've got a lot to get through today. I've got some starts and sits I'm very confident with. Yeah. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that later on in the show. Will I go? Will I continue my perfect streak of starts and sits? What was? Did you have a perfect streak last week? Oh, we can talk about that. Okay. Oh, I'm quite proud of myself. Hold on. I'm gonna switch my headphones real quick. I just I want to hear my beautiful voice. So, Ryan's got a bit for me this week. Uh, I I did I gave him a little quiz last week for those who were turn, tuning in. Um, and Ryan's prepared a, a little segment. He's he's getting his headphone on right now. We've got technical difficulties in the studio. I thought you took the course. I did. Yeah, sure. I passed the course technically. It's zip tied in. Are you kidding me? I can only use these headphones. Just keep just keep one one off, okay. so you can hear your own voice. Sorry about that. Very unprofessional of us. That's not getting submitted to the IBS Awards. That is not getting submitted to the IBS Awards. Speaking of which, you should vote for us. Yeah, go vote. <laughs> go vote. Good, bad, more for the IBS Awards. We submitted uh, best sports talk show. Um, we also submitted best sweeper. And we submitted best uh, poster. Best poster, best too. Best motivational poster. <laughs> Our graphic design team has been hard at work. And for all yeah, you listeners. Our one-man graphic design team. <sighs> it's me. Yeah. I do it. Um, we've been doing an aggressive marketing campaign. If you've taken a pee in any sort of public bathroom on campus, <laughs> you've seen us. <laughs> We're there. We're there. Okay. You ready to dive in? Let's go. Let's do a little uh, week five to six recap. Let's get you started. There was a game tonight? There was. Did you watch it? Nope. Neither did I. All right, moving on. Gabe Davis is here to stay, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Just kidding. The Bears played and the Commanders played, and it was... I, to no one's surprise, hot, stinky garbage. I don't think there's, there's like, literally nothing to say. Uh, I, I don't think that's true. There is – I think that there's a few takeaways from this game. Actually, three I can think of. Oh, yeah. Um, one is that Antonio Gibson is worthless. It's true. In every fantasy league. Um, Brian Robinson comes in and immediately steals every single carry from Antonio Gibson. So good to see at one point in the game, Terry McLaurin had more carries than Antonio Gibson. Um, so it was not a good day for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, he's back on the punt return. And I feel like we've been saying it. Your opportunity to get rid of him was a while ago, and you messed up if you still held on to him. 
I saw I saw one of our league mates today traded Antonio Gibson for basically one for one for DJ Dallas, who is the backup to <laughs> Kenneth Walker. The backup. Um, the third string used to be third string. I, it's, that's wild that that's a trade that happens. But honestly, I can't blame him. I can't blame him. No, I would want. He's stinky. He is gross. He smells bad. You don't want him on your roster. Here's the thing. I think put him on another team. I think he can be very good. But for some reason, the commanders just fucking hate him. They, don't they like, just really hate they don't him. Like, so I think it's I think it's his face. Maybe he's I don't know. Be, he's just got a he's got a benchable face. Maybe. <laughs> but there's a couple other narratives. Uh, I think one of them is that Darnell Mooney is not dead. No, he Which exists. Also great to see. Yeah, I must say. he wasn't the top wide receiver for the Bears. I think the top wide wide receiver was like some rando guy that nobody started. Yeah. Uh, but caught two really long passages passes one for a touchdown but darnell mooney he is the number one wide receiver on the bears he's rosterable but i i don't yeah. know if he's uh i would keep him stashed. you shouldn't be happy about him yeah no i he's kinda, You're hoping that justin fields like takes a step forward this season he's comparable to me like terry mclaurin was last year yeah. just kind of like far and away the best talent on their respective roster with yep. some mediocre quarterback play team that's really figuring out its identity and uh darnell mooney's really good he's a real he's good at catching the ball and he's good at running the ball after he's caught it yep but he doesn't have many opportunities so a promising young player and another takeaway and i might be a little biased on this one just because i i'm an owner of this player but uh i would say that even though Curtis Samuel had an awful week, and I think you should have seen this coming, you shouldn't have started him. Um, even though he had an awful week, at the same time he had a very he had an opportunity to have a very good week. There was a pass, there was like a fifty yard touchdown pass that he dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, he's trusted with value, high value targets, basically, is what I'm saying. And he had the most targets out of anyone on the Commanders. Um, this is probably the worst game the Commanders will ever play. Um, you think this is rock bottom? I think this is very close to rock bottom for but the they Commanders. Won, but they won. They won. Carson Wentz passed for less than 100 yards, though. <laughs> um, and oh, oof. the fact that... Ouch. The fact that th- there, were points, there were points at all is a miracle. <laughs> and Curtis True. Samuel had five targets in a game where Carson Wentz probably... I didn't watch it. So I assume that he had no time to pass at all. Yeah. Um, and that he was also probably pretty bad. Um, but I still think Curtis Samuel, like, you shouldn't be mad about him, especially considering the price you probably got him at. No, he still he still has that upside, and he's still a guy that you feel comfortable with. He's like a Darnell Mooney, except, honestly, I would feel better about Curtis Samuel because Curtis Samuel has at least shown that he's capable of putting up rosterable startable numbers yeah uh to this point yeah so i think you feel good about stashing him any to through all of the weeks that he's played any game except this week because it was awful um because any any if any of the games he scores a touchdown he's probably a top 20 wide receiver yeah so yeah well that's pretty good yeah um so those are my three takeaways from the game yeah. Um, you can you can write this game off. I mean, Thursday night football is just chronically, chronically sucking right now. I kind of I don't know who greenlit this to be the Thursday night football game. To be honest, 
I'm looking up the next week's matchup. I want to see. Because if it's like, even if it's like remotely close to being better. I think it might be the Broncos. No, the Broncos are Monday night. (sighs) Why? They've gotten three primetime games so far. (laughs) Just so I can see Russ suffer. Oh, my God. Speaking of suffering, do you know? Oh, it's Saints-Cardinals. Okay. That could be better. A bit better. All right. Moving on. Speaking of Russell Wilson, we learned this week that Russell Wilson has been battling a, I believe it was a pectoral injury. He was suffering some sort of a torn pec in his throwing arm, Mm. which, uh, I mean, if you've been watching the game, he hasn't, you know, he doesn't look like he's been playing good, like, good football. Yeah. It doesn't look like he knows how to do the quarterback thing. He looks like a... uh, Circa 2019 Mitch Trubisky overthrowing the ball to his really talented receivers. And I think that you may be able to write the injury off, but it's something to keep in mind. I think in my brain, I'm a little bit more optimistic for Russell Wilson. I really hope he does well. I was so excited for the Broncos. Probably my biggest disappointment of the year so far. But keep that on, keep that in the back of your brain. Uh, speaking of the back of the brain, we have... A player returning next week for, I'm going to do air quotes here, alleged performance-enhancing drug use. That's DeAndre Hopkins, last week of suspension. That's big news. Ladies and germ. Big news. Keep him him on the brain. Make sure you're looking out. Um, And a couple impacts of this, of course, is that, one, um, you know, if you had him, if you stashed him, like, your your season's going to look a little bit better from here on out. You're looking pretty good. Um... And the other thing is if you have Marquise Brown, he's probably not going to get the volume that you've been getting through the first five weeks, which is no. a ludicrous volume. No. He's, not you can all. probably see that getting cut by like four, I would assume. At least. Oh, my gosh. DeAndre Hopkins, even though like he's been out for a while, I think he's probably still a top 15 yeah. well, wide receiver was, in the NFL. He wasn't injured. You know? I just mean he's he might be a bit rusty it. coming back. Yeah, well, he's still able to part. He's still been able to do all the training camp stuff. Okay, like he wasn't necessarily like he's not sitting out. Like he's in full season. He's just not allowed to play. No, and if anything, that's probably good for his value because he had a little bit of a shaky season last year with some injuries. He was yeah. battling a turf toe at the be- I believe it was the beginning of the season, some hamstring problems. But just remember, he's coming. <laughs> He'll be back. Uh, let's see here. Moving forward, uh, I think like week week five, we had some upsets. We had the Giants beating Packers. My favorite game to talk about, probably the Giants-Packers, and there's two narratives, I think. In your in your home country. Yeah, in my home country, in, in the Great Britain. In Great Britain. Um, one of them is that, you know, going into the season, everyone was saying, oh, the Packers are this, Packers are, like, a, you can trust A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. <laughs> like, they're a top offense. Heresy. Like, and just bullshit. They're not. They're not a top offense. They're frauds. They're, it turns out, not. And Devontae <laughs> Adams, it was a large part of the offense's success, it yeah, seems. Yeah, I think, yeah, which is awesome to see. Yeah. Just it, anything to discredit Aaron Rodgers. It, it means Aaron Rodgers isn't <laughs> as good as people say he is. He's still probably top five in the league. Oh, yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, he's not the god that a lot of Green Bay fans think he is. No, um, he's, he's regressed. And the other narrative is that the Giants, this team that everyone probably thought was going to go 5-12, and 12, is uh, now 4-1. and one. 
So they still could go five and they 12. still could go five and twelve. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah, it was a good game though. They played really well. It's crazy. It's it's kind of insane. It was good. The last time the uh, both giant uh, both New York teams were over five hundred was in Week Nine of twenty sixteen. Wow, it's been a long time coming. Sun is shining in New York. I know, and I'm happy. In New Jersey more. The world is right again. Speaking, which leads me to my next point. The Lions suck. Um, all hope is lost. Uh, I'm giving up. It's over. Season's over. Moving on. <laughs> the oh, God damn it. Oh, Bailey Zappi crushed us. Hey, maybe if you had Geno Smith, things would be different. Yeah, well, they lost too. Yeah. But at least we put up a fight. We scored some points. Yeah, that was a good game. If you, again, Seattle offense continues to be awesome for fantasy. If the Seattle defense was average, we would be probably like close to undefeated right now. Yeah. Well. With how many points we're scoring per game? You'd be definitely relevant. You'd be relevant. I think we would. I think sure. we would be three and two or four and one if our offense, if our defense was average. Yeah, I think if they the defense played in the Saints game, it would have been easy easy victory. Just if our defense usually. played like they did in the first game through the next four games. <laughs> We would be five and zero. Yeah, that's fair. You watched that game, the first one. I did. One. Yeah, I did. It was a great way to start off the season. It was. Um, let's see here. Moving on. Fantasy news. Not a whole lot of like too too exciting stuff, other than the arrival of Ramondre Stevenson after Damian Harris went down with a hamstring injury. He's looking at two to three to four week time. Table. Sorry, you say? Did you say? Did you say injury? <laughs> we will, we will. We've got an injury alert. Oh, we've you got some got injuries to talk around. about. <laughs> we can dive we've in. We've got some injuries to talk we've about. We've got some injuries to talk about because Damian big, Harris went down. One. Damian Harris, but I don't think that's even close to being the biggest one. Yeah, what happened, Finn? Uh, the Seahawks star running back, Rashad Penny. We who, will, we will. We've got an injury <laughs> alert. You almost got to hope it's a cramp. And this is probably the biggest, one of the biggest injuries of the year for fantasy because yeah. – the second-round rookie, who I didn't think was going to be taken by the Seahawks, mm-hmm. Kenneth Walker, mm-hmm. talented, mm-hmm. very talented mm-hmm. rookie. Mm-hmm. Consensus number two uh, rookie running back in the draft. Some people thought he was the f- best rookie running back. Um, he is now the starting running back for the Seattle Seahawks. He's here. In an offense that he's here. people discounted at the start of the season but looks really good. So yeah. he looked amazing after Rashad Penny went down, he yeah. averaged 11 yards per carry, and he got a touchdown. Yeah, and folks listening at home, uh, Rashad Penny is not coming back. He is not. He's out for the season. His leg exploded. And if you if you put a waiver bid down on uh, <laughs> Kenneth Walker like you should have, you should have put the house down on him and yeah. won. Congratulations, because you've got someone who is a very valuable asset right now. Um, I lost by one dollar, one five dollar to Nick DeLuca. If Nick, if you're listening, fuck you. Fuck you, Nick. Don't fuck you. Up. I needed Kenneth Walker. Fuck uh, you and your beautiful relationship. Happy five year anniversary, by the way, <laughs> Nick DeLuca. So proud of you guys. Yeah, happy happy anniversary, but fuck but you. But fuck you. But fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Nick. DeLuca. So, yeah. Uh, congratulations if you got Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's going to be great. Uh, he's going to be in a similar position to Brees Hall. Maybe even a more favorable position. Yeah, Brees Hall also went off. The, ro- the rookie running backs, except with all the exception the, of James Cook, were they're all they're all. James Cook off. had a better game this game than he did the rest of the year. Yes, he did. And who could have predicted that that lead running back Devin Singletary should have been sat? Did you say how much did he score? Oh, 
I think it's time to get into this week's Good Bad More starts and sits. I hope I'm going to press the right button here. Good Bad More presents <laughs> this week's fantasy picks. Oh, yeah, baby. Little recap here. Uh, yours truly, the permanent host. Ryan Klein is on a perfect streak. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of myself. Let's start off with last week's start and sits and how they panned out. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to pay close attention because this week, ooh, I woke up Sunday morning with a big grin on my face. Finn, would you like to start us off or do you want me to start off? Uh, I can start. So I got both of my starts right. Oh. I got start Ramondre Stevenson and Tyler Lockett. Oh, yeah. You did, st- you did say Tyler Lockett. That was so, a good one. So that was, that was some pretty good uh, right there. That was pretty good. Uh, and I said sit Rashad Penny. Uh, so I predicted that he was going to get injured. He's you heard it here first. Um, I'll take that. I'll take that. Even, <laughs> no, what was even, your second one? Even though he, even though Rashad Penny probably would have had a good game if he hadn't got injured, <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, I'll mark that as a win. And then my second was I said sit Gabe Davis. Big blunder. And Gabe Davis, <laughs> Gabe Davis went on to have his uh, his second best game of his career. How many how many points did he score? He scored uh, something like thirty. Big blunder. <laughs> but I went, I went three for three and one. That's pretty. good. So I'd say it's still a win. Um, and I still think that, based on the performance last week, you should be trying to sell high on Gabe Davis. I don't think it's possible for him to recreate that performance. Um, so yeah, I'll take my L on that one. But I also think that it was. Uh, I wouldn't say a fluke, but high variance for for him to go off like that. So definitely don't expect that week to week from Gabe Davis. Very that fair. might that might very I I'd put money on that being his best performance of the year. I would also put money on that because I said that Gabe Davis was my start of the week last week, and they called me crazy. I said start Gabe Davis against the Steelers, and he went off. I was very proud of myself. Finn and I for my second start, we agreed. Ramondre Stevenson, easy flex RB against the Detroit Lions. I felt I think we, we predicted both, that injury. We both what? <laughs> the Damian Harris injury. Yeah, we we know. Finn and I both had our little magic involved. We I predicted two injuries. <laughs> Let's see. I do you have any do you have any sort of similar starts for this week predicting any injuries? Um we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get into that. All right. My sits. My first sit was Drake London, and I got that right as well. Drake London. Who could have predicted? Who could have? Pre- Shut up. <laughs> Come on. I don't, whatever. Five, four receptions for 30, uh, 35 yards on seven targets. That's. Who did they play? They played the Buccaneers. Yeah, good defense. Yes. They play the Niners this week. I wouldn't start him there either. No, no. They at have all. the best. The Niners is the best defense in the NFL as of right now. Statistically? Statistically, they allow the least yards, the least points. Wow. The Niners. They're so good. I was doing research for my for my starts and sits this week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. And then my final sit was Devin Singletary. Right again, six carries for 42 yards and one reception for a total of 5.1 fantasy points. So the hot streak continues. And this week... What were your... Uh, your Ramondre? Okay, yeah, that's all of them. Okay. Yeah, Gabe Davis, Ramondre Stevenson, star Devin Singletary, and Drake London sit this week. I've got my starts and sits again. Okay, I don't let's know. go straight in. Let's I, go right into them. I'm not really feeling too confident, honestly. I'm getting, I'm getting some nerves. I'm okay. getting a bit jittery. So my first start, <clears throat> it's Jacoby Myers, 
had an excellent game. Mm-hmm. And according to ESPN.com, on the week, three-week sample size that Myers has provided for us, when healthy, Jacoby Myers is wide receiver 10. Wide receiver 10. Finished last week with 20 points, half PPR under Bailey Zapp and is up against the Cleveland Browns, who have a horrible run defense and a pretty meh, bad secondary. I think that— I'd say the secondary is probably their strength. I'd say. they have. I'm— Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think guys are coming back. They were injured, so okay. Um, that factors into it a little bit. Yeah. Well, Myers has the, this is why I don't feel super duper comfortable, just because like he's really boom bust and he has a high ceiling. Um, projected ten points. Yeah, projected ten points, half PPR. But I just, if not like booming, he's definitely gonna go above his ten point projection on ESPN.com. He's been phenomenal. With yards after catch, deep targets. He's Bailey Zappi's number one guy right now. Second start is Mike Evans. He's playing the Steelers. Need I say more? This is what the trend is saying, ladies and gentlemen. Start him. He's my lock of the week. Mike Evans projected 12 points, half PPR. Uh, Plus, I don't... the. Let's see here. I don't think the Buccaneers... Or, sorry, I don't think the... The Steelers have really put up much of a fight on any side of the defensive ball. No pass rush. Same reasoning I used for Gabe Davis last week. So why not? Why don't we make it work? Um, I'll just go into my sits. Is that good? You want me to go into my sits, Vince? Go for it. All right. Uh, wait. Let me go over my start. <laughs> go right ahead. I've done some research this week to give you... I'm basically... My my, I've been kind of hit or miss so far. I'd say I'm probably around 500 on my recommendations, um, and I have been taking kind of I'd say risky swings with my picks. But I'm I'm going in depth with research for you this week. Um, I'm giving you two starts that I'm a lot more confident in, and the first one is Raheem Mostert. Ooh, hello, and I'll tell you why. Hello, so. Basically, we know Tua's not playing. That is true. And Teddy might not be playing. Finn is looking me deep in the eyes right now. So who does that mean is starting? It means Skylar Thompson is starting, the starting quarterback, which is not great for the Miami offense, but means that they're going to have to rely on the run. They did last week. They did last week. Raheem Raheem Mostert did pretty well. Mm -hmm. He's carved out a big role for himself. The Vikings' run defense is below average. It's in the middle of the pack, but it's below average. Yeah, no, don't don't get fooled. Vikings' defense is not great. It's not it's not amazing. Uh and he's got a he's got a recipe for a large workload this week. Yes, he does. So I would trust him. He's got a very clear uh path to a good workload. Um I would say he's got a very good floor and if he falls into a touchdown you're going to be very happy absolutely um especially against the vikings especially against the vikings i like that one and my second start this one's a little more crazy what is evan engram <laughs> and i know because on the jags i'm i'm struggling with my tight ends in in my main league and i know there's a lot of you out there who are like what tight end do i start and what? maybe you had conklin and now <laughs> conklin is sharing snaps with cj uzoma you can't trust him anymore what happened to herb smith Irv Smith is very like just not good. You're not gonna get <laughs> you're you're not gonna get very grand. <laughs> uh unless it's like tight end premium, but oh my god. Evan Engram 
is my start of the week, and he, I'll tell you why. You can't be serious. I'm dead serious, and here's why. Wow. Colts have been very bad against the tight end, and this, this is crazy. You're, you're going to hear these stats. You're going to be like, wow. So against the Colts in half PPR, the tight end position averages 13.12 points. What? Against the Colts, yeah. And average yeah and then you'll be you'll say oh but they played the chiefs with kelsey right yeah so that's gonna bring up the average a bit so i took out kelsey from the average and they still average 12.175 wow with kelsey out so look at you the colts have not been very good against tight ends interesting Um, there was that big blow up performance by oj howard in the texans uh in week one yeah no, you're uh, right. Travis Kelsey. Uh, there was another big performance in week five, I believe. Um, Who'd they play week five? I can pull it up. The Broncos? Uh, yes. Broncos. Or it wasn't week five. It might have been week four. But there's been three, four touchdowns that have gone around in games uh, for tight ends. And keep in mind, when I say tight ends, this isn't one tight end. When I say tight ends have averaged 13 and a half point PPR point, half PPR points, I'm not saying one tight end has. I'm saying t- the tight ends on the team. Yeah, the more that I think about this, the more it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm, kinda, I'm racking my brain right now. I'm sitting here because when you say Evan Ingram, I say hot, stinky, doo-doo guy yeah. from the Giants. Yeah. No, but it kind of, like... And... Yeah. Okay, I would also say that it's just something that's a reality is that the Jags always beat the Colts. <laughs> That's the true. The Jags, sometimes they come in as the underdogs, but they're going to beat the Colts. They will win. And last time Evan Ingram played against the Colts in a half PPR, he was almost at 10 fantasy points, which you'll take at a tight end position. Absolutely. He had eight targets, seven catches. Right, especially for a guy who's streaming. He's, yeah. a, stream- he's a streamer. He's a streaming, but I'm making the case that he isn't just a streamer because you can pick him up probably for free right now. Yeah. And I don't think he's someone you should just play this week. I think you can have him in Whoa. your roster. And here's here's why. Whoa. The Jags have one of the easiest schedules for the tight end position the rest of the year. Okay? Wow, you went deep. They, yeah. They have one of the easiest schedules for the tight end position the rest okay, of the year. Man. And so far this year, with Evan Ingram, he's had two bad dud games where he scored like three, four points. Yeah. Um which isn't a terrible floor for a tight end when we've seen <laughs> goose egg games. Dalton Schultz? Yeah. I'm talking to you. And his both of his dud games came against the good defenses against tight ends. The good defenses. All the, uh, the, all the games he's played bad tight end defenses, he's done pretty well. So I'm making the case that Evan Ingram is a guy you can slot into your tight end res- end spot, at least for all the good matchups that he has this year, which is a lot. The Jags have a pretty easy schedule mm-hmm. for passing. I'm going to look this up real quick. You keep going. Um, and you're going to trust him more than Conklin. You're going to trust him more than Irv Smith, more than Hayden Hurst, more than all of these guys. I would rather have Evan Ingram. Yeah, looking at the schedule, they've got, just to name a few, they've got the Colts next week. They've got that division. I mean, the Colts, the Titans, that's the, the Texans. That's the worst division in football. Yeah. They've got the Raiders, they've got the Texans, they've got the Jets, and the Titans twice, which he has performed well against, the yeah. Titans. And we can go over his performances so far. Um, I'll pull it up. Evan Ingram. So 
in in week. So he's had three bad performances so far this year. Okay, he's against had whom? he had one against Washington, where he got four targets, four receptions for four point eight fantasy points. Not the worst thing in the world, but it's four not great. But Washington is the worst tight end defense that he's faced. He's gonna face all year. Like worst for tight ends. Worst okay. for fantasy for tight ends, and then he faced the Chargers and Philly, which are two other bad defenses for the tight end position. Okay. And then the rest of the year, the only three games he has that are bad matchups are the Giants, the te- the Cowboys, and the Jets. Hmm. The rest of the games are all good matchups. Interesting. He has a tantalizing matchup with <laughs> with the Texans. For the fan, mm. for the championship, mm. so I'm making the case that Evan Ingram isn't some guy you should just. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll play Evan Ingram this week. I think you should play him <laughs> over me. all the other guys that you're thinking about: the Conklins, the Irvs, the Hayden Hursts, the Schultzes. The Schultz. You should play Evan Ingram over over all of them. He's he's shown that he can get ten targets in a week. Yes, he has. Because he has not a lot of not a lot of <laughs> tight ends can do that. He that hasn't is even, true. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet. And he's still and he's still putting up some good numbers for a tight end. He's still tight end thirteen. Wow! Well, yeah, there you go. So that's my case. Well done. Uh, I, like I rest my case on Evan Ingram. All right, moving into the sits. I'm st- I'm sitting Najee Harris this week. Listen, guys, he's been really shit. Najee Harris has been stinky, stinky, and he is playing the Buccaneers, which is the stingy, stingiest, one of the stingiest run defenses in the game. Relatively strong last week with Atlanta. Longest rush to a running back was 17 yards, and we know that Najee gets a lot of volume. He'll have a lot of chances, and they will not be throwing it downfield, but I think the Bucs are 100% going to get smart to this. Plus, Kenny Pickett has small hands. So how is he going <laughs> to hand off the ball? It's, it's just going to go whoop. It's gonna, we, need a, like a, we need like a cartoon slip. And this is, the, this is the analysis that you come to good, bad, more for. <laughs> this is the more. This, is the, this, this goes above and beyond. Good and bad. This is the more. We look at hand size, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of sizing, we've got Miles Kilometers Sanders as, as my sit, sit mm. as well. Who's he playing? The Cowboys? The Cowboys. Yeah. That's... And I say this for two reasons because it's the fucking Cowboys with Micah Yummy Yummy Parsons. Just, he's so good. Micah Parsons, he's been outside. He's been inside. He could play, he could play safety for all I care. He's insane. He's a weapon. He's a weapon. He's a defensive weapon. You don't want to play anybody against Micah Parsons. And I'm really curious to see how Dallas is going to fare against a mobile quarterback like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's it's going to be the Cowboys' biggest test. Absolutely. And they, looking at their schedule, I mean, the best, I'd say their best win was probably, I mean, last week they played Matty Stafford. Cooper Cup still went off. So not all hope is lost for people like A.J. Brown or Devonta Smith. Excuse me. <clears throat> A little indigestion. I had ravioli for dinner tonight. Um, <laughs> sorry. Mmm, <laughs> ravioli. Uh, oh, right, football. And you're looking at Jalen Hurts, who's a mobile guy. He can throw the ball. And I just don't think there's any room for Miles Sanders in the game plan this week. And I just don't feel confident uh, starting him. I have Miles Sanders and Jacoby Myers on one of my fantasy teams, and I will start Jacoby Myers instead of Miles Sanders. Wow. To say. And That's that, brave. That might just be a stinky take. Good oh, bad fuck. Presents this week's that is not the button picks. I was about to touch. 
<laughs> just a reminder what the game what, just, what you're just a reminder of what, what we're going listening on right to. Now. Someone dropped a stinky take. There we go. There we go. Has the potential. There we go. Has the potential to be a stinky take. Yeah. If he falls into a touchdown, like it's gonna be a bad take. So you just gotta hope he doesn't score a touchdown. I think that they they'll have a few red zone opportunities, but I mean, like, you have Jalen Hurts who had two one yard rushing touchdowns last week. I was so furious. So I'm just gonna let Miles Sanders ride on the bench this week, and then next week he'll be back. Okay. And that being said, I think you still start him if you're desperate for a running back. Absolutely. If, if you're missing someone on a bye, you have to start Miles Sanders. Right. If you're flexing if you're flexing Miles Sanders, maybe not, but if he's your running back, absolutely start him. Yeah. Does that mean it's time for my sits? Yes, it is. And judging based off of your last two, I'm excited. Dare I say eager for some more tantalizing takes? So I have two running backs. Oh, hello. My first is going to be Tyler Algier. And Tyler Algier, uh, you know, you can be excited for the long-term potential of Tyler Algier. I liked him as a prospect coming into the NFL. Um, And I think he has some real talent, but he is going up against the 49ers, who are the best defense in the NFL this season by by a margin, by quite a margin, actually. A significant margin. But especially against the run. Uh, uh-huh. They have fifty. They've allowed fifty less rush, rushing yards than the next team. Huh. Uh, Would you look at that? And I just don't think that the, that Tyler Algier is going to be able to get it going. Um, he doesn't even have a clear cut workload. He's share, he's sharing snaps with Caleb Huntley. Yeah. Um, Evident in last game. Yeah, and even though he does have the edge on Caleb Huntley, you don't want to start either of them when they're going against the Niners. It's no. just not worth it. And to be honest, against the Niners, I don't want to start anyone on the Falcons. I don't I don't want to start Drake London. No. I don't want to start Kyle Pitts. No. I don't want to start either of the running backs. No. I don't even really want to start Mariota. Um <laughs> in a super flex. In a super I'll start him in a super flex, but not as my QB one. No. Um it's just it's gonna be rough for the Falcons against this very stingy Niners, Niners defense. defense. They have this new scheme. Uh they've just been playing very very well yeah it's this new scheme called fuck you and your offense yeah revolutionary it's it's a we i don't think i'm really qualified to go into the uh in and outs of a um of nfl schemes but i will say i've watched some videos and i know that the niners are doing something different this year and it's working very well they're special all right second take because i have a lovely segment to get into okay my second is uh same game as miles sanders zeke Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. has been bad. He's been bad. He's not like Miles Sanders who's been good. He's been bad. Um, and so far this season in half PPR, he's averaged 8.34 fantasy points. That's not great for where you took him in the draft, probably in like the fifth round. Uh, it's just not good. And unless he falls into the end zone, he's not getting more than 10 points. He, he may just have to trip into he, the end zone. Especially when he's sharing snaps with Tony Pollard and especially against this Philadelphia Eagles defense that's been so good through the first five weeks, it's just you can't start him with any ounce of confidence this week. He he hasn't looked good, and it's against a, it's against a really good team. All right. I like that one. Yeah. Just as a review, my starts and sits, Jacoby Myers, start Mike Evans, start, sit Najee Harris, and sit Miles Sanders. You said Mike Evans? Start Mike Evans. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, real, real, real ballsy. I know. Shut up. Uh, for you? My starts are Raheem Moster, Evan Ingram, and my sits are Tyler Algier and Ezek. All right. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week. And within our little last bit, a little last bit of the show, I have a little segment for you, Finn. Okay. Just to help those struggling in week six. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, nobody is perfect especially not world-class athletes who get paid millions of dollars to play a silly catch game. And neither are you, especially when you have high hopes going into a draft because you never draft anybody expecting them to do bad. But sometimes things happen, and roster moves need to be made as you come into week six, especially if you have a record of one and four or two and three. There are some hot guys on the waivers, some hot trade targets, and that's why I would like to introduce a little segment I'd like to call the chopping block. The dropping block. Oh, did I say the chopping block? I meant the dropping block. The dropping block. I made that sound effect, so I wanted to play it one more time. The concept is simple. These guys are underperforming to a criminal degree, and these guys smell. They suck. So what do you do with them? Do they ride the bench, or do they meet the fate of the waivers? Finn, are you ready for the dropping block? I'm ready. First on the dropping block, Alan Robinson. Averaging 4.5 PPR, totaling 12 receptions on the season. This is all on the season stats, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. 12 receptions total, 107 yards, one touchdown, totaling 22.7 fantasy points. Do you drop? Yes. And why is that? uh, I think you just really went over everything that I would have said. Um I also just don't think this Rams offense is going to be as good as it was last year. Um, maybe Allen Robinson really is just washed. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup is the main dog, and there's not a lot of room for anyone else. Okay. It's kind of how I feel about it. I expected you to say that. Yeah. I wanted to warm you up a little bit. Next up, we got a bit of a, a hotter take. Okay. Elijah Moore. Elijah. This is personal. 5.6 points. Average, 16 receptions, 203 yards, no touchdowns on the season, totaling 27.9 total fantasy points. Do you drop? How many uh, targets does he have? That's a good question. Let me, why don't you talk about him for a little bit? I will look it up really quickly. Give me one sec. So for those who don't know, I have, in my main league, I have Elijah Moore on my bench, riding my bench. Uh, I'm looking for a reason to drop him. Probably... 29 targets total, by the way. 29. See, that's what scares me about dropping Elijah Moore is that he has averaged, what, like six targets a game? And it's not like Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis are averaging very much more. And I think the reason I would drop Elijah Moore isn't because I think Garrett Wilson is going to explode. I just think there's, like, not enough of the pie for two wide receivers to be good. There's not enough to go around. So <laughs> are you going to drop? I think personally I'm going to wait till the end of week 6. Okay. But if he drops a stinker, I'm probably going to drop him. All right. Now finally we have a mystery player. Okay. This player is averaging 7.6 PPR. What 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 position? This is a wide receiver. Okay. 17 receptions. Okay. 197 yards, one touchdown, totaling 38 fantasy points total. And this person, this may give it away, their starting quarterback just went down. Their starting quarterback. 
I'll say it again. 7.6 total, 17 receptions, 197 yards, and one touchdown. Do you drop? How long is their starting quarterback out? Four weeks, minimum. Who's the backup? I don't know. Is the backup good? No. I can just say with full confidence, they are not good. Hmm, that's tough. I'm trying to think about who it... Wait, give me give me the give me the stats again. This is so good. Seven point six PPR, seventeen receptions, one hundred ninety seven yards, one touchdown, totaling thirty eight fantasy points. And I will go into the targets too. This player total has thirty seven targets. I think if they're averaging what nearly eight fantasy points, seven point six, seven point six. I think I would hold on to them just because. Oh. Even I, with the quarterback going down? Yeah. Four weeks, maybe though the quarterback went down this week. Yeah. Maybe I should tell you who it is. Okay. The, I, I say I was gonna say hold before I know who it is. Okay. Do you have a guess as to who it is? I don't I, I forget. Like I, I it's gotta be like I was thinking Dolphins, but I know that Tua and Jalen Waddle have more uh points. fantasy points than that. Yeah. And then I was thinking Patriots, but that's not it. It's not Jalen Wall. It's not Patriots. It's actually DJ Moore. Oh. That's right. <laughs> DJ Moore. Drafted usually. Baker Mayfield went out? Oh, yeah. He's out for the next four weeks with a foot injury. Damn. Right? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Do wow. you drop? Do I drop DJ Moore? Yes. Well, now I know, now I know that... The quarterback, when he comes back, he's still going to be Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I think also it's a tough one. Also, context that like Matt Rule just got fired. Right, that's like a pretty big deal. Um, he might not be on the same team at the end of the season. Right, is he? Is he drop? If if, if my roster is good enough that I can like hold on to someone, I would I would keep him. But if you need to if you really need someone like Alec Pierce or some guy off of the waivers who might like have a potential for more, uh, I would drop him. Okay, so consensus. I per, yeah. for my team personally, I would drop him. I think just like this is gonna be a tough one. I'm gonna put you on the spot, but consensus for everybody listening out there: Would you drop DJ Moore? Yes or no? For me, just everywhere like consensus. Uh. Yes. The dropping block. Welcome to the dropping block. DJ Moore, you're gone. Yeah. All right, moving on to the running back categories. We'll start you off with an easy one. Antonio Gibson, 10.7 fantasy points. I would drop Antonio Gibson. Let me finish. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care how many fantasy points he's averaging. Uh, week week four, this is before Brian Robinson, 13 carries, 49 yards, and three receptions for 14 yards, totaling 7.8 fantasy points. Week five, he had three carries. See, before, before, six yards. before this week, I, I probably would have held him. I probably would have held him before this week. But just seeing how disrespected he was this week, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I can. Right. I thought it would be like a 50-50 share. Maybe Brian Robinson would slowly eat his way in. Yeah. No, Brian Robinson. <laughs> it's his team. It's his team. So, so he's on the dropping block? Yes. All right. 100% I'm dropping. Antonio Gibson, you're gone. Yeah. All right, moving on. We have the entire Rams backfield. 
We have Darrell Henderson Jr., 6.5 points, average a game, 34 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown, totally 32.6 fantasy points. Cam Akers, 4.4 fantasy points, 51 carries, as opposed to Darrell Henderson's 34. 51 carries, 151 yards, and a touchdown, totaling 21, excuse me, 21.9 fantasy points. Do you keep anybody? How many fantasy points does Henderson have? 32.6 total. How many rush attempts? I'll look that up. I did not include it. I'll take one second. I just, I think that in an offense that isn't good, like the Rams offense has not been good, and they're not, there's no clear number one who's emerging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even if Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson got injured, I still wouldn't start them. Yeah, he has 35 so in the year last week he had no rush attempts i'm dropping dropping darrell henderson definitely darrell henderson okay uh i'm a little more conservative with cam Akers just because okay. i think there's more team investment but probably still dropping okay so you're dropping both the runs i'm you? only when we say dropping i'm not just going to drop them so i have an empty bench spot i dropped them for you know, like yeah. someone who important. this is important. Environment. Someone who has more upside on the waivers. Absolutely, and this is I think the point is that there are a lot of people out there that are better, and there's a lot of people that are coming to Al- the forefront. Alec, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce, is and Alec, you know Benjamin. Alec Pierce is one almost one of my starts for the week, but then I realized that <laughs> the Colts never win against the Jags. They never do. Yep. And you know Benjamin is the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Anyways, <clears throat> just a little ASMR. Nick DeLuca also has, you know, Benjamin. What the fuck? Man, fuck you, Nick DeLuca. Fuck you. How did, how did that happen? How did, how did James anyone? James Conner went down. Nobody, like, I feel like me and Nick were the only ones taking waivers seriously this week. Yeah, you know, you know Benjamin. James Conner. I got out We We will. We got, we an, got injury an injury alert. alert. You almost got to hope it's a cramp. James Conner is out. You know, it's kind of a streamer for the next two weeks. Yeah, but... he is. Like a Khalil Herbert type beat, Jamal Williams. Yeah. Um, anyways, we've got... A secret player. Again, this guy is a running back. Okay. Nine points a game. Nine. 69 carries. 69. Oh, my gosh. Nice. 222 yards, one touchdown, 13 receptions for 64 yards, and one reception touchdown. Now, this is important. 45 total fantasy points in in five weeks. It's A.J. Dillon. No, it's not. Hmm. It's not. He was drafted higher than A.J. Dillon. Wow. Let me say it again. Probably like... Nine points a game. Dalvin Cook. No. Or Joe Mixon. No. Nine points a game. Mm. Not Najee, because he's been putting up less. What did he put up last week? Last week, he put up a pretty abysmal stat, I will say. I will pull up the exact numbers. He put up 5.1 points right now. 5.1. And let me... I'll give you the last three games. Week three, 11.6. One rushing touchdown. Week four, 7.4. And now week five, 5.1. Now it's week six. And he's just been regressing. What's his snap share? Do we know? Is that going down too? It's pretty dominant, I'd say. I'd say that he he's getting a lot of carries. 69 total carries on the year. I would say... Without knowing like the context of the offense, 
it's kind of hard because I don't know, like, if it can improve, if, like, the situation is, like, um, just going to get worse. But you said he averaged nine points. Nine points. But I would, if, this if, is, he, he started off strong, and then he's been regressing strong. pretty hard. Um, it went, like, nine and then five last week. What was his week one? Week one was not all that good, actually. Week two was his blow-up? 9.6. He has the highest points. This is this is interesting, too. The highest scoring game was 11.5 points. Okay. I I, I wouldn't drop him, I don't think. Okay. Just because just cause nine, averaging nine points isn't, like, if he's got a dominant hold on the backfield, even if he's averaging nine points, like, you might need someone who's going to fill in for a buy. Okay. I don't think you can drop that. So you wouldn't drop Najee Harris. I wouldn't. You would not drop Najee Harris. I would Harris. trade him, but it's, I, it's Najee Harris. <laughs> I, I yeah. It's Najee Harris. I wouldn't I wouldn't drop him. No. Okay. But I would trade him. Okay. Um last bit. We got a lightning round, ladies and gentlemen. T- We've got a tight end lightning round. Go. Oh yeah, baby. And I know for a fact Dalton Schultz is in here. <laughs> He's the first name. <laughs> Drop tight end and dropping block rapid fire. You drop Dalton Schultz and pick up Evan Ingram. Are you ready? Yep. Dalton Schultz. Drop. Kyle Pitts in a redraft. Kyle Pitts in a redraft. How many fantasy points does he have? Kyle Pitts in a redraft. Oh, we're running out of time. I'm so excited. This is a lightning round. Two minutes. Round. We have two minutes. This is a lightning round. Let's go. The fireworks, ladies and gentlemen. He is averaging five fantasy points. I would drop him if I can get Evan Ingram. Okay. Wow. Tyler Conklin. Drop. Mike Gusecki. How many points does he have? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck Gusecki. And I'll drop Kyler Con- Tyler Conklin because CJ Ozuma's back. 4.1 fantasy points. Averaging? Yeah. Uh, drop. Robert Tunyon. Drop. And then finally, not a, not a tight end, Jerry Judy. Whoa, how many fantasy points does he have? That's a good question. I'd I drop was... all of those tight ends for Evan Ingram. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I'm right or dying. Jerry Judy averaging eight point seven points. No, I would. I would not drop. Fourteen receptions. I would. I would not drop. Two hundred thirty-six yards. I wouldn't drop just because I think there's a chance that the offense improves. I don't think you're going to find someone better than Jerry Judy on the waiver wire. Wow. Okay. Wow. Let's go. Way to go with the lightning round. That has been the dropping block. The dropping block. The dropping block. <laughs> and that's our show. That's good. Bad. More for this week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. And uh, hope you enjoyed. We're going to see you next week. Yeah, we got a lot planned. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Good, Bad, More. Taking your fantasy team to next level. See you same spot, same time, same place. And get ready for some lovely tunes, of course, with the lovely, endearing, same wavelength radio coming up at the top of the hour. See you guys. See ya.